For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, people, you know that sound. It is the Unfiltered Band, which makes another episode of Unfiltered coming at you. This one here, episode 34. We're just churning out content. This is uh, part three of the LifePod series. Making this kind of a uh, trifecta, then uh, back off the, these for a bit. But I wanted to jump back in and kind of complete some of the thoughts we're getting to. Yeah, I got good reaction already on that last one, and uh, you know I, I wanted to flush some of the stuff I was thinking about out uh, with you, which is the best place for me to do it, of course. Best place to have the unfiltered band. Appreciate them. Invisible, but we love you anyway. Uh, episode 34, Empowerment and Self-Esteem. Self-Esteem and Empowerment. Finkel, Einhorn, Einhorn, Finkel, either way. Uh, you, of course, can join the Unfiltered Revolution at Casey Stern. If you're on Twitter, uh, go into the bio and uh, click my YouTube channel, subscribe, get in on that. And be a part of all this because we're just getting going. I wanted to funnel out some thoughts from yesterday. First of all, I want to pay off for those of you, and I had somebody ask me the book that I was discussing in the last life pod. And I was right, it was not nice. It's a nice book, but it's not nice. And it's um, Dr. Aziz Gazapura. It's. Um, Stop people pleasing, staying silent, and feeling guilty. Start speaking up, saying no, asking boldly, and unapologetically being yourself. Process to transform the impulse to please others and seek approval. Um, I just got started in it. I like it. I need it. I need books like this. I'll probably need books like this the rest of my life. There are a lot of you like that. There are a lot of people who are in the public eye who are like that. They're just not willing to admit it. Because it's not the thing to do. Like, to admit something like that is difficult, right? But I want to kind of flush out some of the thoughts that I had. And, and I definitely, like, I don't know if you people have this. I have certain days where it's like I'm a, um, I'm a sarcastic mess. Like, not a mess, but, like in, a, in a, like, in terms of, like, you can't get me to, like, have a serious thought. I have days like that, and it's not – that's not necessarily, like, a um, – a defense mechanism. I just am that way sometimes. Sarcasm is how I hug. Then I have other days where I can't turn the feels off. Today's one of those days. It's my kid's uh, first day at school for my children. And um, emotional today for many reasons. So I definitely got everything kind of tapped in and locked in. And I was like, you know what? I just want to flush it out here. Because that's what being unfiltered is. And I have even less notes than I had the last. This, I have a small piece of paper with like three things written down. That's it. So we'll see where this goes. Could be 10 minutes, could be 20 minutes, could be an hour. I have no idea. We're just going to flush this all out. I wanted to talk about self-esteem. I didn't get a chance to get into it that much in the last pod because I think it's important. All right? And I want to start by taking you back to 1996. 1996, I was 18 years old. I had already gone through, as a kid, a lot of bullying and all sorts of stuff. Also dealt with some um, difficulties from a child standpoint with family, 
and being put down and being made to feel bad about myself and specifically my weight as a kid. My nickname, and it, it, welcome to, like, because I want you to know I'm unfiltered. Because it's like, like, you know, calling Marty McFell, McFly yellow is like when somebody tells me, like, I'm not authentic. Like, if, I, if there's ever proof somebody's full of shit, that's it. Because I am not fake. So sharing something that could certainly get me chastised, no problem for me. As a kid, before Sterno became kind of my nickname when I was in, I want to say like high school. And it's been that way ever since. I mean, even people on the air, you'll hear, you would hear guests sometimes over the years call me, friends of mine who are friends within the business will still call me that. They don't, you know, or, or anyway. But, which, you know, it'd be fine if they did. Even though every time I hear Casey, somebody's like, oh, that's my girlfriend's name or that's my dog's name. That's fine. We still got Casey Kasem, Casey Jones, Steeman and Roland, and Casey Candell. And, you know, what do you got? But my nickname was Chubbs. And even though it was kind of tongue-in-cheek, it tortured me in a way that gave me a big complex about my weight as a little kid. 1996, I was no longer a little kid. I was 18. But there are people who, you know, are friends of mine still, or people, but, and I don't even know that they still watch or listen to these things or follow my career or who knows what, that were part of this story that would remember it. And know where I'm going already. It was one of the seminal moments of my life. So I was at a pool at a friend's place. I was 18. I might have been, because it was during school year. <clears throat> I, I might have been, I think it was 17. It was like the school year of 96. So I don't think I was 18 yet. My birthday's in October. Semi things, it's on the 17th. Um, I'm not on Facebook anymore, so I can't see like you know the hundreds of people who don't even know me telling me happy birthday and thank you very much. <laughs> not that I didn't appreciate it, thank you. Um, but I was probably 17 years old. I remember it like I don't even need to close my eyes; I see it now. Know exactly what the pool looked like. I know exactly who was there. I know exactly who said it. An it that changed my life. At this pool, there were a bunch of people at this party, including a girl that I liked. And I had recently, just before this, been told that I was like a brother to them. And, you know, that's like the worst thing ever that you could ever be told. It's like the worst thing ever. They didn't know I liked them at the time. They know now because I... I dated them for almost four years, a while later. You should never do something, and, and part of why I'm explaining stories like this is because I want to explain to you that I still have a problem, my whole life probably will, that a lot of you have that you don't want to admit, that we haven't done enough things for ourselves and we do them to impress other people or because of other people or to be accepted by other people. That's why I'm reading this book. I want you to know I'm just a person. I love sports. Hopefully you think I'm entertaining and think I'm good at what I do. But I think a relationship is better, and you'll even you know, hear me more, and I'll hear you more if you know more of who I am. And I'm more than just a sports guy than shut up and dribble nonsense, right? So there are a bunch of people at this pool, including this girl, who I liked a lot. 
but didn't know necessarily that I wanted to, you know, cross over to the friend zone or over from the friend zone. But they had made it pretty clear that was never happening. That just happened to coincide, and it might have been on the same day, but right in the same time period, because I remember it vividly. I was at this pool, and this person was there, and there were other people there. And somebody that was a, a friend of mine, a friend. I mean, imagine it's like, you know, you keep your friends somewhere, keep your enemies, right? This was a friend of mine. And I'll shut my ringer off with my first rodeo. But I, a friend of mine who was there, they were swimming in the pool. And I don't even remember what stupid competition we were having about, like, run this way and swim that way or something, right? And I was – I had gained – some weight in high school. I was definitely overweight. Especially being short doesn't look great. I didn't feel great. But I, I would always make people laugh and was friends with a lot of people. I was friends with jocks, even if I didn't play. I was always friends with, you know, every group. I love music, so I could hang with the hacky sack group. I could hang with, you know, I mean, terrible. I had a... Not in high school, but after that shortly, had a smoking habit with cigarettes, could hang with that group. I could hang with the cool group. I had a lot of groups, but I was entertaining them all. It was basically what I always did. But people wanted me around. The life of the party because I'm fun, I think. (laughs) Right? So when you can make people laugh, that's always going to be your thing until it becomes the only thing you could do to feel better. I was at this pool, and... I started getting made fun of that I couldn't hang with the other people who were more athletic than I was. A couple of them played sports. And there were girls there, and it was not a good look for me. So I made a statement that I would be able to swim this long pool, 100 laps, that I would do 100 laps by the end of the summer. Now, I wasn't able to do that. But I had a pool at the time. We didn't have a pool for a long time, but there was about a two-year span where my mother and my parents were divorced. Had a pool. Same pool I was sitting in when I found out, and I mentioned in a previous pod, where the Knicks signed Larry Johnson and Chris Childs and Alan Houston. I lost my mind with the Bumuck same pool. That for about two years. It was really cool. I mean, it was, like, terrible maintained, but it it was really, like, it was the only two years of my whole life I had a pool. I also didn't, like, live down, like, now where I live is the water, you're landlocked. In Atlanta, like, everyone's got a pool, and it's hot as hell. Like, it was never that way where I grew up. The beach was five minutes away. I didn't need a pool, right? But I said I would swim 100 laps. At the time, I couldn't do two without stopping. It was a big pool. It's not Olympic size. But I was out of shape. By the end of September, even though I didn't make it to the summer, I lost 36 pounds and I swam the 100 laps in that pool in front of the person who said it to me. I then started dating the girl who wanted me to just be a friend for almost four years and thought at the time I was going to marry them. The point being... That, that was a big moment in my life where I realized I was done taking shit from people. I wasn't going to allow myself to continue to feel bad and just sit there and let people do that to me. 
it was a big moment in my life. If there are like, it, we're not talking about like my kids being born, but like things for me as a human, it's probably one of the top 10 seminal moments of my whole life. And led to a lot of me even knowing you and you knowing me at all. Because I never would have chased the dreams I chased down even to get here in the first place, if not for finding that person in me that, that afternoon. In July of 1996. I bring that up because it also is one of the worst parts about me as a human. And a lot of you are that way. I'm sure. And don't say it. And the whole part of me sharing this stuff is because, and I had, remember if you heard what I said in the last pod, like even a one person reached out to me. I had you know, tweets. It, look, I'm not looking for it. But I had two with their own stories. I'll, I'll do this every day. We can help and empower each other. This is one of my favorite quotes has become over the last two years. You know, um, blowing out somebody's candle doesn't light your own or something like that. I mean, that's, that's the world we live in. People are just blowing out each other's candles. It's why, like, I could take the most minimal sports reference. When I was on the air when Steven Strasburg was, had his debut, and I was in the air with JB, with Jim Bowden at the time, he could tell you the same thing. We're on the air. Now, we're, like, you know, watching highlights as we're doing the show. And people were having their first reaction. They're calling us, telling us, it's the Pirates. I don't care that he struck out 13 dudes. Now, I understand Strasburg would have injuries and the whole thing about the shutdown, but then posted an ERA like under two and helped win a World Series and did some good things too, right? The whole point is, like, this is what we do. Bryce Harper blew a kiss. Oh, I hate him. LeBron, his high school games are on. I hate him. I mean, that's how people are. That's the way it is. That's the way it is. It's sick, but that's the way it is, right? Now, look, there's some athletes I don't like. I don't know them. Like, it's like, ah, it doesn't, like, look, Kyrie, <laughs> unlikable for me. Literally, he's legitimately unlikable. That's just, as a fan, I don't know him. Probably, maybe he's a good guy. He comes off as unlikable, and here are the reasons. And you could be that way with athletes. But we just shoot people down. If, if we're feeling bad, and by the way, like, I got a lot of things wrong, and, like, you know, we're all, all fallible, and I got plenty of, like, you know, I'm stubborn as hell, and self-esteem issues, which all kinds, right? Let me tell you something. I've never felt good putting anyone else down in my whole life. If you get me ticked off to a point where I'm insulting you, and I'm not talking about, like, you know, Spencer Strider or some baseball thing, right? So the people who, like, really know me, and I've had a lot of people in my life say they know me, and then I realize they don't. Ironically, one of the, maybe the 10 people who I would say in my life actually know me is this person at that pool who I ended up dating. Still, all these years later, married kids and, you know, whatever, just even, like, keep in touch once a year. I know they know who I am. You know me? It takes, like, unless it's something about my mother or my kids, you have no idea how long it would take for me to fire back at you and be ticked off. Like, it's like I'm – it's too much. It's the boundaries I've had have been, like, zero. It's too much. Like, if I get angry – you, you, you pushed me purposely, which I've had people do, like, over and over again because you know you got to do that to get me there. Otherwise, I'm, I'm just trying to keep the peace, make you feel better, and figure out, like, in, to the root of, like, what's wrong. Nobody ever does that with me. Probably don't do it with you either. For most of us, it's like, who would do that? It's like people would check, like, check somebody's spelling at the door on Twitter. Like, really? Okay, fine. I don't like when you use your wrong either. Is this really what we're doing? Come on, dude. I mean, come on, man. That's just garbage to me. It's like pathetic, honestly. And people just like can't be happy. They're gonna like put other people down. 
But I remember that day at the pool. And that kid at the pool never went away. He's still here. A lot of you are living that life. Doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It doesn't mean you can't, like I, I've had a very productive day today. It's, I'm taping this, it's 4.15 in the afternoon. Me talking about this doesn't mean like I sat around and like sulked all day because I didn't. I'm expressing myself with this stuff because I want to help somebody else who's feeling this. And I want to empower each other because nobody does that because this world is shit that way. I've lived it. I know. Trust me. I know. More than I, I can, I would share anything I can. There's some stuff I can't. If I could, you'd know. If those of you, I mentioned Jim Bowden, right? So I only wrote here, the only notes I wrote down, and I'll explain them. I hope I, this is going to sound weird, but the only things I wrote down were like, like kind of li little things I wanted to remind myself, right? Were I wrote 96, marathon, profile pick, slob. That's what I wrote. I'll explain all of them. For those of you who listened to me when I was with Jim Bowden. Now, look, I hate, I love playing sports look, my whole life. Like, I'll be the guy, like, you can't bring back in the house, like, playing wiffle ball, playing basketball even now. I'll play for hours. I'll keep running. Even though I can't, like, heaving and can't breathe if it's too high. Like, I'll just keep going. I just, I, I always was that way. But I hate running. I hate it. Now, I know people in my life who have loved it. I know people in my family who have loved it, still love it. I can't do it. Now, can I run a Manhattan Beach or like, you know, Hermosa or something like when I lived out there? Sure. Or on PCH, I mean, that was different. It's like, you know, I'm running for the view. You know, like it's different. I hate the treadmill and I hate running to have to run. Like it's literally unbearable for me. I'm looking for a tennis racket, a basketball, a baseball, something, anything. But I was on the air. And it was 2015. I was at Turner, second year of baseball, just started the NBA, just, just had gotten the point where I, was, I had not moved down here yet. <clears throat> I moved down here later that year to Atlanta. And on the air, we were talking about running, and like, you know, I was not in good shape. I was in bad shape then because I had to be in like sort of TV shape. But somehow it came up that I was being challenged that there was no possible way that I could run a marathon. Now, I had not run more than like eight miles in my life at that point. I don't even know if I'd run six. Like, I don't mean total, please, people. But I mean like at one time. Like, if I was running, it wasn't on purpose. And if I was working out running on the treadmill, it was like a couple miles. It was nothing, right? Usually I have a conversation with somebody while they're on the treadmill. I just did, this is not something I enjoy. I'm not the guy like watching Sports Center like on the treadmill every morning. I can't stand that. I'll gig a basketball and wait for somebody to show up and be like, hey, you want to play one on one? And I'll get exercise that way. I, I can't run with the kid. I can't. There's no way. It's just not me. I didn't run like six, seven miles, I don't even think, ever. And I got challenged that I could never run a marathon. Now, I didn't know what marathon I could run. I didn't even realize at that point you couldn't, like, get involved in the New York marathon. Like, you have to, like, run other marathons. I don't even remember what the whole deal is. It's like a, I didn't realize it's like this, like, you, it's like you have to pass, like, checkpoints of, like, what marathon. But the Brooklyn Marathon, and I've worn the shirt actually do this pod before, uh, where it's, it says run up the hill. There's a marathon in Brooklyn, which anybody could run as long as you like had a pulse and a, you know a driver's license or whatever and an identity. And that was it. 
you could run. It was 26.2 miles, just like anyone else. And actually worse, it was hilly as crap. And I had about four months, and I ran it in four hours and 20 minutes, the entirety of the 26.2 miles. And then afterwards, it's, when you're done, it's amazing because they give you, like, these huge vats, anybody who's run a marathon, like of peanut butter and jelly and, like, loaves of bread. Honestly, if I would have known that, I would have run faster, I think. But I couldn't believe it. I remember talking to Eric Burns on here, <clears throat> who, if he's watching, he's like, a, like, I mean, this guy's like a cyborg in terms of, like, these decathlons and all this crap that he's doing for years. And, you know, he, he was like my, so we had him on a bunch. He was like my, uh, my mentor trying to tell me what to do. Told me I got to try and get to 20 miles to get to the last ones will kind of all automatically their own. I got to 18. I broke that rule too. Couldn't get to 20. I was like, there's no way I'm going to finish. Like my favorite thing to like explain to people about a marathon is they have these cups of water they hold. And I was shaking so much like by like mile 12 that like when you pick up this cup, like you can't slow down because you're running so hard, even if it's not fast and like you're breathing, you're just concentrating on not dying if you're me, honestly. And like, by the time I grabbed a cup of water and took it to my mouth, there was like there was like a sip left. And it's like a Dixie cup. I mean, I, I had to wait a whole time to go all the way around again. Then it was like, okay, I'll run harder just to get the Dixie cup again. Now I gotta slow down. And I didn't have to pee because like it was peeing out of my head, like sweat. But I made it. I did it. True story. I'm not proud of it. I'll tell you why. At the time I was. And I, I have the metal thing still. And at the time, I took it as I'm proud of myself that I did it because I proved to somebody else that I could, which I did. But you know what I got for that? Nothing. You know what it did for me? Zero. I didn't get a girlfriend out of this one. Didn't do anything. And by the way, I've gone back to 1990, not now, but like years ago in 96 in my head. And I have, I've actually told this person, if they're listening or watching, they'll laugh. Because I've told this person several times, we'd never, even when we were dating for almost four years, like we'd never be together if I didn't lose that weight. Oh, no, you don't know. Yeah, you didn't realize. It's all bullshit. Like, no, I looked better, so then you cared. Like, that's just the way it is. And, you, you know, you forget about it. It was a great relationship at the time, and you just forget about it at the time, and fine. But the truth is, because of what I look like, I then all of a sudden had value to this person. I didn't earn anything. I wasn't proud of myself because I know myself. If I put my mind to anything, I'll do it. I hated myself for doing it for somebody else. I didn't understand why am I still caring more about what other people think of me than myself. Because most of my life, and this is where it's weird. I'm sure a lot of people are this way. That's why I share stuff like this because we're just people, right? In 98% of my life, and for those of you who listen to me over years, you know me already because who I am is who I am. Like, you already know. But 98% of my life, I'm totally the opposite way. I don't really care what anyone thinks. As a person, I'll tell you anything. That's never changed. I've always been that way. I've never, like, cared about, like, a Twitter follower or cared about somebody telling me. Now, if somebody in the business respects and tells me that they think I'm good at what I do— when that's happened, it gives me chills because I just humbled to even be a part of this. I dreamed of it since I'm five. Yes. When a fan tells me that, hey, it means something or they can go rely on me to entertain every day, every, every one of you has ever said that. The meaning is, is beyond. And sometimes I feel bad because I write back, you don't know how meaningful this is, and they probably think I'm full of shit, but it's not. 
But I bear myself as a human for years. I've been that way my whole life. But the marathon thing was related to, for me, in my mind, you're telling me I'm fat. The pool thing was you're telling me I'm fat. That's why I was doing it. I lost 53 pounds from June, the middle of June in 2021, middle of June, until, geez, I lost 40 by my birthday, which was a goal I set out on, if you follow me on Twitter, I put that out on Twitter, and I, I reached. I actually think I was, I think I'd have to go, I don't even remember, I think it was 44 by then. I had gotten to, but I lost 53 pounds. By the time we got to New Year's, I think, wasn't even a year. I'm not even proud of that. Because you know why I did it? Because somebody that I cared for called me a fat slob. I wasn't even that fat. Somebody I cared for made fun of me to her their friends, I mean, it's a her, but they're, I mean, you know, who are we kidding? That's just how we are in this world. It's sad, right? Whether it's, you know, guy, guy, girl, girl, guy, girl, girl, it doesn't matter. It's like, you know, it's, it, you know these, these, you know, people we're trying to impress, like, this is how we are, right? I found out they had been making fun of me to their friends, which I didn't know. Saw it in front of me, like, right in front of my face. Read it that I was a hermit because I was afraid to go out during COVID because I didn't want to get it because of my kids. It destroyed everything I'd built for 20 years of my self-esteem. Truth. I was a, a basket case in terms of self-esteem. As a person, knew who I was. Doing this for a living, knew who I was. As a father, knew who I was. And, but, but all of a sudden, here we were again. I was at that pool in 1996 all over again. I lost 53 pounds. Now, since, because of, you know, a whole other issue of having to leave my home earlier than expected, where I had a basketball court and now I don't, I've gained 13 of those pounds back. But I actually feel better. I do. I feel a lot better, actually. Like, I feel a lot better. And this was, you know, I will, I will tell you the one part that felt good about this is, and it wasn't, the, I, I think, Jeez, I think I'd lost 53, I think it was at the end of January. But I spent every day this summer at a pool, which I, I traded in a basketball court. I do have a pool now. Every day there in front of people without my shirt on for the first time in 15 years. 15 years. I was married. I don't even know how many times I can count on one hand that my ex-wife saw me without a shirt on at a pool or beach. It's something that people who know me have just known is my whole life. And as I said in a previous pod, and I share this so that people don't feel alone because people go through this. It's like you don't think people like on air, like I was on TV, like go through this. Well, we go through this. You know, we, some of them are more insecure. Why do you think they got burner accounts? And thank God, I mean, I would admit, I would tell you, look, I'm telling you everything. If I did, I don't have a that thankfully but like we all feel this no matter what you do some of us because you're like on like a stage or in front of people you feel worse than other people would 
But I had not, maybe like in a random occurrence, like I had, look, when I went in the water, for sure. But then I'd like go under the water, look who was looking. I would turn my back to the pool. I mean, I, I, many of you live this. I live that. And it wasn't necessarily about a weight number. I wasn't comfortable with who I was enough to know that people wouldn't be looking down on me. Because it, it's not the looks from other people. It was people in my life who had told me and made me feel bad about it. That's why, shoot, during COVID, where I had sat around and gained weight, I mean, I mentioned this in the pop up. I don't think I took a picture. Anybody who really knew me or cared about me would have known that why. I mean, literally, it's the only complex probably. I'm afraid of heights, but that's, you know, a lot of people have that, right? I mean, I still, like, sometimes when you see me do, like, these things on Twitter, these videos, and I have a nice view where I am, it really is, I'm blessed. It's a great view. Like, I'm, like, giving, I, I won't back up against the thing. It's, you know, it's a complex. But the only, it's my weight. It's the only one I've ever had. People who don't have empathy or care about other people aren't going to know that or care. They're just going to put you down. That's what happened to me. So I lost 53 pounds, but I wasn't proud of it because I didn't lose it for me. I lost it every single day thinking I are, that that person is somehow going to know, I'm sure they did, that I lost this weight, and I want them to know, screw them, I ain't no fat slob. That's the reason to do it. I'm not proud of that. I'm more proud that I gained 12 back and still have my shirt off at the pool today, which I did. I'm a work in progress. That's why I bring this up, because we're all this way. It's not to sit there and like spout out a bunch of bullshit to you. It's because like this is what being unfiltered, this is what we're afraid of. This is why the Kevin Loves and the DeRozans and the people who share stories, the Kurt Angle thing I watched the other day, this is the stuff that moves people. I'm not trying to move. I want you to move me with your stories. I want to lean on you. I want to learn. I want you to learn about me. We're no different. I'm the same as you. But these kind of things for people don't go away. I had it in 1996, and I just went through it. I lost 53 pounds for the wrong reason. T totally. Totally. The only other thing I wrote, the only things I wrote here were 96, I wrote marathon, I wrote profile, and slob. I told you about slob. Let me go back to profile. You go to my Twitter, go look. Last time I changed my profile pic, probably the last time I felt bad about myself. I'm proud of telling you that that was a couple of months ago. Proud of that. Yeah. That was a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. Go look at how many times I was changing it while I lost weight. You know why? Yeah, you know, part of that was I was proud of myself when I remember, like, I put a jersey on that literally, I had a jersey in my closet, and I love Allen Iverson, that I'm telling you, it was like, forget Smedium. Like, it never even close to fit me. And I, it wasn't even fitting me if it was the right size and I fit into it it's like in 20 years outside except to play basketball in like until this year that kind of stuff yeah but for the most part it was I don't feel good about myself so I'm gonna I'm gonna hope to superficially feel good by seeing myself post a picture that I know if anybody who's put me down in the past sees they know I didn't give up because they put me in the ground literally that's not the right reason to do anything it's not the right reason to do anything, ever. I'm not proud of that. I'm proud that I haven't changed it in two months. <laughs> I'm proud that I sing on a website. Don't give a shit. I'm proud that I, you know, paint my face and have done all kinds of crazy things for bets over the years. That's the me I'm proud of. But yeah, 
This is the last time I felt bad about myself. Probably, I don't know what, and I have no idea, I swear to you, what the date was or the pick, which was, I think, right after I, like, was really at, like, my lowest, like, 53 pounds. And I felt terrible about myself. Now I feel pretty good. Now, by the way, for people that are, like, not all of you have self-esteem issues, right? So everybody's got their own problem. I want people to know whatever your problem is, you could bring it to people you care about because the whole point of this is empowering other people, right? So you may have an issue with public speaking. They have an issue with, which I've helped a lot of people with in the past, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm no expert, but clearly that's not an issue for me, right? I told you before, when I threw the first pitch inbound, which for a different reason I was totally terrified of, if I had talked in front of all those people, I would have been fine. With a mic, I'm fine. But now without a mic, I'm fine. I was for years, and then all of a sudden, you know, it kind of went the other way. But I didn't realize how bad all my childhood stuff was still there until somebody bullied and insulted me for the first time in a couple of decades. And I, I fell right into all that. A year ago at this time, what are we in? What month is this? August? Not August. A year ago, July, in my 40 whatever years of life. That month was the worst month I've ever felt about myself in 43 years at the time. Ever. I can tell you now a year and a month later, I don't know if I've ever been more comfortable with myself than I am now. That's why I'm being this way. Now, trust me, I got plenty, like, I, you know, <laughs> speaking of being honest, I lost 90% of my possessions, Gone through lots of stuff, family stuff, stuff you don't know, all kinds of stuff, right? Job stuff, trying to build, like it's, it's not easy, right? So what? We all got problems. You guys got stuff you're dealing with. I got something to deal with. This is not competition. I root for you. I want you to root for me, vice versa, right? But I feel more comfortable about myself than I've probably felt in my whole life. I'm proud of that. I share that for the right reasons where everything I had shared that I brought up already in these 30 minutes was the wrong reasons. Everything I had done was for the wrong reason. Now I'm excited because I'm doing these things for the right reasons. I feel good about who I am. Not everything I've done, not everything I've ever said, not every choice I've ever made. Most of the choices I've made, which is why I have this book, have put me in the shitter because I felt that way mentally and I just allowed people to just beat on me. But I feel really good about who I am, really good. And I want people to know that like, if you're in that spot, you'll feel better. But sometimes you just got to talk to people and you just got to hear somebody else who's gone through it and had a story. You know, I, I joked the other day when I, you know, I'm not no hero. I'm, it's understood. All the redemption, you know, all that. I mean, Thunder Road. Come on. Are you kidding? But like, I may feel that way again in two months. I want to be able to come back on here and say, hey. And then go on Twitter and say, hey, you know, I, I remember these people were telling me these stories of their own. That's what, that's what we should be. That's what social media should be. It gives me my hair literally standing up. That's what it should be. That's what I've always like tried to be. Too much so because I've put myself last, and that I no longer do. That took me 44 years to no longer do. And by the way, that's still a work in progress, hence me buying a book like a week ago. Because clearly I know I need reinforcement constantly. Because I'm always going to be one step from somebody saying the wrong thing or insulting me and putting me down and making me feel like I felt. But 
the goal in life should be to be proud of who we are. I'm not proud of everything I've ever done. I'm proud of who I am. I'm proud as fuck of who I am. That's all we can ever expect or want to be. Empower other people. Push them. Make them feel better. Somebody, you know what I mean? Like, that's for me. And I just wanted to kind of filter that out just to close up. And it's a, you know, it was something that I left on the table with the second one. Because I, I didn't plan these. I mean, in terms of how I wanted to write, this is all I got. I, I just, yeah, I want people to know, like, I, that stuff, like, people reach out and tell me these things. And keep them coming, DMs, and like I, man, I made friends that way. I have a caller, and I'm not going to give it his name only because you know that's his right to do. I, I, not secret to me, but like a caller for 15 years. I don't even know how long. That's become one of my better friends now. And people who listen to him would know. Oh yeah, that was like a daily. Co- who cared? For me as a human, I'll never forget that. And now we're vice versa, right? I love that. That's real life. People who put other people down, they suck. Tell them to shut the hell up. Seriously. I've never been able to do that. Again, reminder, hence my book. But I'm learning. Let's learn together. Screw it. I can let anybody make me feel like that again. That's how I'm rolling every day. You know, it's like I told you in one of the other pods. I don't even know if it was a life pod. You, you, want, you want me to tell you if it hurts that hockey is on Turner and I could have sat next to Wayne Gretzky? It hurts and stabs me every day. I see that they're doing it. Not their fault. And this is not a Turner. It's just... You always, when you have a dream, what it's like, where, where was I? Where should I be? You know? But the who I was without a microphone, I feel way better now than I did then. How crazy is that? Crazy to me. That's why I share it, because that's what I've learned. You know, maybe that's going back to what Kip asked, like being father, maybe that's what changed for me. But it's cool to be kind. It's not cool to make fun of people. It's not cool to make fun of people behind their back. It's cool to empower people and think of how to help other people behind their back. I want to be in that category. You want to roll with me and be part of this unfiltered revolution? That's who we're going to be. That's who we're going to be. I got another top 10 list coming soon, and I'm going to go around the league and do kind of a primer post-deadline tomorrow for episode 35. So you'll have that. We'll go around. I'm going to try and hit all the races for that. So we'll do an off-to-the-races pod. That'll be episode 35, and uh, we'll keep doing life along the way. Keep reaching out. Keep, you know, subscribe to the videos, sing, dance, you know, do tricks with me, whatever. I mean, let's just be people, people, people helping people. I like it when she jokes. See you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.